Surrounded by rolling hills and the majestic bighorns. Let's all pitch in and help with spring cleaning by participating in the annual Trees for Trash program. It's easy. It's free. You'll receive a Siberian spruce seedling for helping out. Just bring your load of trash to the city landfill on East Ridge Road between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 7th to get your free tree. Let's all recognize and support this year's Trees for Trash sponsors with a big thank you to ERA Carroll Realty, U.S. Bank, Wyoming Corporate Office, Landon's Greenhouse and Nursery, and of course, the City of Sheridan. Mark your calendar now for Saturday, May 7th, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the City Landfill for the 2022 Sheridan Media Trees for Trash. Whether you're planting a tree or digging a foundation, contact One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Call two business days before you dig. It's free and required by law. Repairs to utilities can be expensive. Cutting a gas line or electrical line can be deadly. No matter if it's weekend yard work or major construction, call One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Sponsored by Public Service Commission, Wyoming Association of Broadcasters in this station. Birds of a feather will flock together on Thursday, April 28th as Science Kids and Sheridan Community Land Trust host Unplug with Discovery Sessions, Herons at Home. From 5 to 6 p.m., Dr. Julie Reeder will share stories about the fascinating lives of herons while we observe these majestic yet lumbering feathered friends prep their rookery. Park and meet at Sportsman's Warehouse, and we'll see you on Thursday, April 28th. More info at SheridanCLT.org. It started out as free. But then they said it would only be a few cents a day. What you're hearing is real. It may be happening to you. It ended up being a lot every month. These are the voices of frustration. I pay for streaming video, then the cloud storage, then streaming audio. Where does it end? This is the sound of nickel and diming syndrome. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. I just want to hear my music. Is that so wrong? There is hope for millions of people. There's radio. Radio? Radio with zero down and zero per month. Radio delivers all the news, music, and entertainment you want when you want it for free. No usernames, passwords, or Wi-Fi connection required. Here's my card number. It's 7354. Shh. Don't speak. When you listen to a Sheridan Media radio station, you'll never need that. This is so wonderful. <laughs> yes, it is. The cure for nickel and diming syndrome. I could use a hug. <laughs> it's radio. No subscription required. Compass Center for Families invites you to join us for our 2022 Sheridan County Light of Hope Breakfast, Friday, April 29th at the Ramada Plaza. Doors open at 7 a.m. and the program begins at 7.30. This free breakfast celebrates and honors our CASA volunteers who make a difference in the lives of neglected and abused children in Sheridan County. We'll also be honoring the food group as this year's champion for children. Call 675-2272 to RSVP today. Guitar virtuosos Martin Taylor, Bruce Foreman, and John Jorgensen create musical magic with one night, three award-winning guitarists and 18 strings at 7.30 p.m. Thursday, May 10th at Sheridan's Wild Theater. The performance features solo, duet, and trio performances that will leave you in awe. Tickets for the great guitars are available now at the Wild Theater box office or online at wildtheater.com. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by Elias and Financial. 
You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Morning and welcome to Public Pulse, brought to you by Elias and Financial. Now, this morning I am joined by Sheridan Community Land Trust Director of Marketing and Development and our friend, Mr. Chris Verba. How are you, Chris? Boy, I just flew in and boy, are my arms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a great morning here in our beautiful Bighorns backyard. We finally got quite a bit of precipitation over the weekend and i know that's helping out uh with snowpack and everything else and uh, i tell you the birds are returning i am too and you know what kind of wings i was flying on this morning floyd i'd guess uh great blue hearing they uh sure are <laughs> you know why that might be uh let's see that takes place what t- tonight or tomorrow night that is tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. so tomorrow from 5 to 6 p.m. at the Sportsman's Warehouse parking lot, uh, SCLT and Science Kids are going to host our first Unplug with Discovery sessions, and we are going to learn all about herons. You know, I've lived in Wyoming my whole life, and, you know, it, it, aside from a little bit of time over in Oregon, and I'll, I'll bet I've only seen maybe three hear a great blue herons in that amount of time and they are a reclusive animal from you know it's not something that you see every day so i think uh this is a fantastic opportunity to grab the kids head on down and and really see and observe a bird that is uncommon is very uncommon uh hard to see sometimes how many have you seen, Chris? You look like you've seen quite a few. <laughs> yeah, too many to count. Uh, it, so what it tells me, Floyd, is that you're suffering from something we call the uh, ODD, the outdoor deficit. <laughs> we're clearly not spending enough time around our waters, streams, lakes, ponds, and reservoirs, uh, or any of the riparian areas, because if you had been... You would probably notice a few more of those herons doing a far better job than me of catching fish. You you see them quite a bit when you're out fishing. Uh, yeah, I bump into them a pretty good bit of time. But again, you know that's the kind of thing when you put yourself in their habitat. Yeah. Uh, you tend to encounter them more often. It's why I have yet to be eaten by a grizzly. Uh, <laughs> you won't head up there, yeah. However, uh, because I tend to put myself in places where they're at, I tend to try to avoid grizzly country. You know, um, yeah, I grew up the the majority of my time uh, spent over in Star Valley, deep Rocky Mountains. Um, seen a lot of great animals up there that you don't see everywhere, especially like, you know, bighorn sheep, things like that. But when it came to, to the larger birds, we didn't see those a whole lot over there. Uh, and it's great to know that they're up here. Now, this is a, uh, what do they call it, a rook, uh, a rook close rook. by, a rookery. Uh, where they're actually out there right now preparing nests and getting ready to bring in the next generation. Yeah, so the cool part about these rookeries, and I hate to like spoil too much about what we'll be talking about tomorrow, uh, because you're going to get to learn from somebody in Dr. Julie Reeder, who is far more uh, expert knowledge and knows the subject far better than I do. 
uh, but these rookeries are colonial nesting sites. So it's, you know, it's not like here's that one nest that you find. You know, say uh, another nest people often see out here are like bald eagle nests, yeah. right? And you might see them up on the platforms we built for them or, you know, out in that big old cottonwood tree that's, you know, out on the back 40, probably down by a stream or a draw where you may or may not bump into blue herons if you go spend time there, Floyd. But, you know, those nests tend to be in isolation because they want to be away, right? In these cases, these herons uh, wind up colonizing and have these large colonial nest colonies. And over time, eventually, they wind up moving away from these different sites. But for the time being, we're fortunate enough that right on the south edge of town on South Park, we have an opportunity to go see this. And, you know, that's really fascinating because these nests can't be small. They've got to be pretty good size because uh, uh, this bird is, gosh, what, two to three feet high. Yeah, they're tall birds. They're tall bird. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, you'll have an opportunity to be able to see these uh, herons in their courtship behaviors. Uh, they pair off and uh, they form permanent pair bonds or at least mostly permanent pair bonds, and uh, you'll be able to see that courtship display, and you'll be able to see them prep their rookeries and, and all that because they are in the process of coming back. There are some birds out on the rookery right now, and the cool part is you can see them from the ground. I see them most every day if I drive south out of my place, um, but we'll have some spotting scopes, some binoculars, and you'll have an opportunity to really be able to see them and you know, this event, Discovery Sessions Unplug, is with science kids. So, you know, that implies youth only, right? And I will say it's an absolutely fantastic family-friendly activity from 5 to 6 p.m. But j even if you don't have kids or uh, just come on out. If you want to learn, we're going to help you experience something cool and engaging. And you can have a great time and then you can go get dinner. Great way to spend a beautiful Thursday night. Absolutely. Spring, right? Absolutely. And probably see something that not a lot of people get to observe. Uh, now, uh, today there is something happening. Uh, later tonight, Sheridan College Native American Student Organization teaming up to host uh, what will be quite an incredible discovery session. Uh, messages from Medicine County. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Messages from Medicine Wheel Country. Medicine Wheel Country. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this is a fantastic partnership, uh, and you're going to have an opportunity to hear from uh, Dr. Shane Doyle, and he's going to talk about how Native tribes have been able to persist in the Bighorns region throughout time. Uh, so he's going to utilize a bunch of genetic evidence, archaeological evidence, and cultural uh, knowledge to be able to tell that full story. And uh, I haven't personally got to hear him speak, but my colleagues who have uh, say he is absolutely fascinating. And uh, I mean, when you get into hearing the kind of stories uh, that you're going to hear tonight, I have no doubt you'll walk out entertained. So that is in the Whitney Center for the Arts. We're up on the second room, uh, building w, or room W235. And 
Uh, so far, we've had some fantastic response. We have about 100 people who have RSVP'd. They've actually opened oh, up. Oh, wow. Door. It's in a room that's uh, curtain-walled. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that curtain is uh, being open to accommodate everyone. So we should have enough room for everybody. Definitely come down and uh, – Enjoy some absolutely fascinating messages from Medicine Wheel Country. That's at 5.30 p.m. tonight till 7, and that is a free event. You know, we had uh, the Wyoming Archaeological Society in here the other day, and we were talking about how long mankind has been in this area. And it's just amazing. We've got archaeological evidence from 11,000 years ago. It's some, uh, you know, not permanent, but... uh, uh, seasonal hunting camps uh, just south of Buffalo, right here in our area. And it's it's amazing to think that 11,000 years ago, somebody was sitting next to a little fire looking at the same mountains in the same area that we're at right now. And it's just, it's a beautiful thought. And, and this is going to elaborate even more on that history uh, of our area. And places that you can go and see uh, will now have stories with them. And and one thing that I wanted to say this morning, Chris, is the amazing uh, uh, response that you guys have gotten to these discovery ses- sessions, to the Explore Histories. Uh, I love seeing Sheridan come out and learn more about herself, you know, and, and see that uh, individuals are so engaged uh, during uh, these conversations and, and to hear from Carrie about uh, how well it's all been received is absolutely fantastic. I think you guys are running a great program there and one that really hit a nerve. Well, thank you so much for that, Floyd. Uh, it, you know, I tell you, it, it comes with a lot of hard work. Uh, Carrie's done an especially remarkable job about bu- being able to build these history programs and, and give their community the opportunity uh, for these education and information events, uh, you know, those Explore Histories on Tuesday, May 3rd, we're doing another one up at the TRVCC in Dayton. That's at 1030 in the morning, uh, and that's the era of the typhoon. You know, there were nearly 130 people in the Wyo for that back in March. Wow. Uh, guess what? If you missed it, here's your opportunity. And, you know, it's right there at the heart of where the typhoon came down the mountain. You know, this is a structure... Uh, that at least, you know, for me, has lived large, <laughs> quite literally, right? You know, it was a large structure, but lived large in my own personal mythology of the bighorns because you see the signs for it and you hear the stories. And, but, you know, there's these little relics of it out there in the environment dotting the landscape. And we have the benefit of Helen Lauman, who has meticulously researched the history of the Tongue River Typhoon and hiked the entire length of wow. where it had ran so she can bring that, like, the boots-on-the-ground perspective to the historical story that's told through the fact, right? And when you bring all of that together, it's a pretty powerful experience. But what's even more powerful and important for people is the stories they have an opportunity to tell with each other because at these Explore History events – now, folks have an opportunity to recollect, reflect, tell stories from you know, how they experienced that typhoon. You know, it's not like the typhoon, uh, like so much of our history out here, a lot of it isn't necessarily in the deep past. Yeah. You know, we still have folks alive who, uh, you know, were in contact with uh, 
uh, in the settlement era with a lot of those figures. And, of course, we have deep cultural ties and deep historical ties throughout everybody who's been here. Uh, but when you get to add people's own personal experiences and their own histories and their own stories to tell, it gives us an opportunity to preserve them, share them, so they're not forgotten tomorrow. Yeah, and I, I like that idea. Uh, and, and what you just said nailed it on the head. To help preserve them. Uh, you know, it's just, some of these histories have just been passed down through families. And so getting them out into a public forum and hearing those stories that maybe, you know, we're tucked back uh, in the story area or uh, up in the up in the tongue, you know, things that just didn't filter all the way down to the Wyoming room up here at the library. And but to have those now and to be able to share and experience those just makes the history in the area richer and uh, m much more engaging, you know, because like you said, being able to walk out into those areas uh, and, and read the history in your hand or, or see it and, and actually feel it for yourself, it really is a different experience than reading it in a book, getting out and being able to see that. And I, I didn't really grasp this until much later in life when I went up to uh, Fort Phil Kearney and, and explored the battle sites up there and around that area. And then I really did feel this deep connection. And I mean, that was years ago. That was before I even moved into the area. And my eyes were opened to the rich history of the state of Wyoming. And ever since then, I, I do my best to try and get out and uh, learn something new about my state every year. And I, I think that's something that everybody should do. You know, we're proud to be Wyomingites. And uh, learning more about that just makes us and the state better. All right, when we return, we're going to continue with the Sheridan Community Land Trust. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Building wealth isn't easy. It takes hard work, commitment, and expertise. That's where Elison Financial comes in. Let our advisors help ensure your money works just as hard as you do. So retirement, college funds, and big family vacations stay on track no matter what surprises come your way. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Elison Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Alpha Graphics is expanding. We recently acquired Sheridan Printing and have moved our shop to a new, larger location. We're now located at 2266 North Main, next door to the Social Security office. Our office is open while construction is in progress. Or, if you'd rather, you can contact us by calling 674-6227 or online at alphagraphicsheridan.com. We look forward to working with all of you in 2022. Mr. Trash here in Sheridan, locally owned and operated by the Hamilton family, says thank you to our local veterans. These amazing men and women put their lives on the line to protect our freedoms. Let's make sure they truly know how much we appreciate them. This message from Mr. Trash, known for reliable service throughout Sheridan County, and they're looking forward to serving you. Call Bob at 674-7240. For quality, integrity, and a name you can trust, look to Mr. Trash. Bob and Charlotte Hamilton honor our heroes today and every day. At Frackleton's, we like to bring something new to the menu every few months, and it's that time again. 
So let's talk about one of our new dishes, Andy's Pasta Salad. A chilled pasta salad with shell noodles over roasted tomatoes, bacon and Italian Asiago cheese with a lemon basic dressing, and finished with two chicken strips and toasted lemon zest basil chiffonde. The best of the best out west. Brockleton's Fine Food and Spirits on Main Street, downtown Sheridan, where good food is good mood. It's crazy that in today's world, the biggest joke on mankind is computers forcing humans to prove that they are not robots. So if you're not a robot and you have a 4 before or side-by-side that needs tuned up to get ready to be dependable for the season ahead, then you need to call the humans at Hando Service Center and arrange to get it done. And get it done right, because you're not going to do it unless you actually are a robot, you're not going to do it right. Hando Service Center and Sheridan are on the web at HandoServiceCenter.com. The home opener of Sheridan Trooper Baseball is this Sunday, May 1st. Come out to Thorn Rider Stadium as the Troopers take on the Bozeman Bucks. The doubleheader starts at 11 a.m., second game around 1. Now, if you can't make it out to the field, you can watch the live video web stream on SheridanMedia.com or listen at 1410 and 106.9 FM KWYO Trooper Baseball. Presented apart by Wyoming Corporate Office, Dr. Michelle Meehan. And Sears Hometown Store and Sheridan Memorial Hospital. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting, and this morning I am joined by the Sheridan Community Land Trust Director of Marketing and Development, Mr. Chris Verba. Now, uh, Chris, we ran out of time in the first part, but I wanted to talk about uh, the upcoming historic Monarch Cemetery cleanup. Uh, When is this and and what will be going on? Talk about opportunities to learn about our region's history, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is one of those fun opportunities where not only can you learn about our history, but you can also give back to help preserve it too, right? So... This is our first ever historic cemetery cleanup. It's part of our celebration of National Historic Preservation Month, uh, which runs through the month of May. And uh, on Saturday, May 14th, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., we're inviting folks to join us uh, at the historic Monarch Lutheran Cemetery for a bit of a cleanup. Now, if you are not familiar with where that's at, it's a pretty easy place to get to. You take exit 14 on I-90, uh, that'd be the Acme Road, and you park right there at the northeast pullout. We ask folks, don't drive on any grass. Uh, you know, it's been so dry. And even with this most recent bit of moisture, um, the soil moisture in the area, and I just learned this last night, uh, at a meeting I was at was uh, roughly about 5%, wow. which is, yeah, which is, you know, pretty dry, right? So, you know, we certainly don't want to cause any undue damage out there or, you know, somebody's hot vehicle inadvertently right, start a right. wildfire, you know, not not anything we want to do. Mufflers can do that very exactly. easily, very right. easily. Right. Uh, so we're asking folks to park at the northeast pullout that's right there at there's an area folks use uh, if you're out there hunting uh, or hopping on the land out in that area. There's a walk-in area, uh, so you park right there. The cemetery is a pretty short hike just up the hill a little bit, and we'll be out there. Uh, we'll be uh, cleaning up graves, markers, and headstones, uh, doing what we can to straighten them if possible. 
Uh, we'll be doing some weed eating, some, you know, removing brush and shrub, uh, probably do a little bit of fence mending. You know, so it'll be, uh, uh, you know, a lot of, like, property cleanup on the, like you would do out on the ranch or in your yard uh, with the addition of helping uh, clean up some of those gravestones, or excuse me, yeah, gravestones. Yeah, uh, gravestone headstones. Yeah, headstones, grave markers. There we go. That was the, <laughs> the proper um, nomenclature. Yeah, so, like you know, and it turns out, in order to properly historically preserve these things, uh, so you don't risk further damage to them, there are like some very specific soaps you're supposed to. Oh, use. I could believe that. Yeah, yeah uh, something we've learned in the process. Uh, I I didn't know that was something myself, but. Uh, you know, I'm not out there scrubbing stone very often yeah. either. You know? <laughs> it's hard enough to get me to do it in my bathroom or on my kitchen yeah. counter, right? Uh, but at the same time, Carrie's going to be giving us uh, you know, some of the history of the area. Uh, Monarch, of course, being one of the former coal sites uh, and part of the Black Diamond Tour updated, by the way. So there's another round of that out. Folks can... Go online and enjoy that on the Travel Stories app. But you're going to get a little bit of history if you come down. Uh, we'll probably take some rubbings of those cemetery stones, too. And, and, you know, just trying to – we're going to give it a little bit of TLC. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. And, it, it, it you know, I love that it's not just going out there picking up garbage. going to be doing some landscaping and some uh, headstone cleanup as well. Uh, you know, I've – when I traveled across, uh, I went on a long trip once that took me all the way down to Kansas. And I know for long haulers, that's not a long ways away. But for me, it's quite a distance to just drive out there. But there are a lot of little cemeteries, <clears throat> excuse me, from here to there. And uh, we would stop off and just visit these little cemeteries. Uh, it's seemingly out in the middle of nowhere. But uh, because of, you know, the old homesteads scattered around, Maybe at one point there was a church next to it, uh, now long gone. But these things really do contain like a mystery to them. You know, uh, when you walk through them, there was old Civil War graves and, and old, uh, you know, almost from like pioneers that came through. And it's just amazing. It's just a moment locked in time that uh, you can stop and look at. Now you get the opportunity to help preserve that in a way and uh, make sure that it looks good and uh, learn some history while you're out there, which is always something that I'm always trying to promote. Now, bike riding discovery sessions, first of four, the gravel ride discovery session. This is happening May 7th. Um, I love these things. Ron loves these things. You get to go out, and if you don't know a whole lot about mountain biking or trail riding, this is where to get it. Yeah, and and so in this case, this specific ride is a dedicated gravel ride. So we'll actually be out on the back roads uh, because this time of year, being out on the gravel is a great time to do it because, uh, boy, everything's beginning to green up. You can see it. Uh, I Favorite imagine, time of year? I would imagine in, in another week and a half, it's going to be even prettier out there, right? Uh, so in this case, this is a gravel ride, and it is uh, – we ask folks to meet at the Bighorn Y at 10 a.m. on Saturday, May 7th. And this is an event we're doing in partnership uh, with our friends at the Bomber Mountain Cycling Club as well as Sheridan Bicycle Company. Uh, 
And the cool part with these discovery session rides, you know, some of them on gravel. Uh, we have another first time and beginners ride on Tuesday, May 17th at 6 p.m. That's out at uh, the Green Room Trail in Malcolm Wallet Park. That's absolutely perfect place for exactly what it is. First time riders, beginner riders, and you'll have an opportunity to learn trail riding there. And we do them at Hidden Hoot and up again at Red Grade Trails. But the cool part about all these, you get to experience new ways to get outside and outdoors. And because we're doing it with, you know, partners who have that local knowledge and expertise, they're going to teach you what you need to know so you can ride, so you can learn to ride here and you can take it anywhere. And uh, so this very first ride, the gravel bike discovery session i apologize out there folks i'm stumbling over my words (laughs) it's all good i called you in last minute (laughs) but uh well so all of this is just easy for me to say sometimes (laughs) uh but with this gravel ride on uh saturday may 7th we're gonna get out and experience the area around what we call the bighorn And so this is one of nine curated gravel routes that we currently have up on our website as part of our gravel ride guide. And the really cool part about this is uh, anyone who's been out here in Sheridan County knows there are some absolutely fantastic views out in the back roads, but you have to get there to go to them, right? And especially as you push east of I-90, there's some really secluded spots out there that you know, you get on the gravel, you go ride, and uh, as our trails coordinator, Tammy Sorensen, who developed the guide, says, uh, there are really some views that will speak to your soul. Wow. So we're going to go experience some of those views on Saturday, May 7th at 10 a.m. So come ride with our big group. It'll be a ton of fun. And this is a great opportunity to grab the kids. And uh, if they're if they're not experienced bike riders in this area, you could be uh, taking them on a discovery session that will lead to a lifetime of backwoods bike riding and and being able to to use the techniques correctly and uh, stay safe. Uh, Chris, I want to thank you for coming in today, my friend. I greatly appreciate you stepping up to the bat once again. Well, hey, thank you for having us in. And everyone out there, you can find all of our events at Sheridan CLT, like communitylandtrust.org. We have a ton of stuff going on. We hope to see you there. (laughs) All right, when we come back, we'll talk to the Sheridan County Library System. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Building wealth isn't easy. It takes hard work, commitment, and expertise. That's where Elison Financial comes in. Let our advisors help ensure your money works just as hard as you do. So retirement, college funds, and big family vacations stay on track no matter what surprises come your way. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Elison Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. What is your business worth? Have you considered buying or selling a business? Our certified valuation professionals at Harker Mellinger can help you determine the proper values in gifting, estate planning, and the purchase or sale of your business. This is Chance Harris. 
Parker Mellinger has been providing professional valuation services for Sheridan area businesses since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Parker Mellinger, 672-0785. Spark your professional growth with access to top-notch business experts at the Chamber's 7th Ignite Conference on May 3rd. For details, visit SheridanWyomingChamber.org or call 672-2485. Thank you to our sponsors, D.A. Davidson, Susie Garber-Johnson, Canon, Manufacturing Works, Advanced Therapy, Hammer Chevrolet, Impact Sheridan, Entech Spring Creek Mine, Society for Human Resource Management, and WWC Engineering. Sheridan Community Land Trust and the Sheridan College Native American Student Organization will host a special discovery session, Messages from Medicine Wheel Country, using archaeological data, genetic evidence, and contemporary cultural sensibilities. Dr. Shane Doyle will describe how Native people have thrived for hundreds of generations in the Bighorns. Join us Wednesday, April 27th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. at Sheridan College. For more information, go to SheridanCLT.org. The Hammer Chevrolet Collision Center is open and ready to help if you have an unfortunate encounter leaving you needing collision repair work, Troy Baker. Bob, we'll get your damaged vehicle repaired and back to you in a short period of time. Our state-of-the-art mechanical repair facility offers paintless dent repair, and we're a preferred provider for most insurance companies. Our collision team is the best around, and we'll get your vehicle back to you in like-new condition. Free pickup and delivery, the Hammer Chevrolet Collision Center, ready for you now at 400 North Gould. Pittsburgh Paint, with over 135 years of product expertise, is now available at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. You will now find Pittsburgh Paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Pittsburgh Paint is a leader in quality and product innovation and built to perform for the job at hand. Now with two great paint brands, precise color matching, architectural and homeowner paints and coatings, plus a large inventory, it only makes sense to get your paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Good morning. Welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Elias and Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show, I am joined by the director of the Sheridan County Library System, Mr. Cameron Duff. Good morning, Cameron. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. It's great to see you. I feel like, uh, you know, once a month isn't enough sometimes. Uh, you and I always have great conversation whenever you're in here, and there's so much going on in the world right now in regards to books. And and you've got a lot going on down there uh, at at our library, and I I, I just want uh, people to know that I really respect your opinion when it comes to that kind of stuff. Well, thank uh, you. You know, they're kind of just sometimes I feel like it's just madness sometimes going on in the world, but uh, you have a great way of putting everything into a, a proper perspective. Well, I appreciate that. Um, sometimes it does feel like the the world is upside down, and you can talk about any type of topic, but uh, just in library land. Um, it seems like things progress and then regress, and I, sometimes I, I just like to keep an even keel. And um, we may not ever be cutting edge here in, in Sheridan, but uh, sometimes we like to let other library systems um, do those hard things and then see what works and what doesn't, and then we might be able to add stuff here. So I, I, I guess that, that's my approach to, to libraries today. 
Now, uh, the library down there, uh, how have things been going so far? Have you uh, seen an increase or, or a decrease with summer seasons and spring seasons? As uh, definitely since uh, the start of the year, we've uh, seen more people coming in. Um, a lot more people are requesting our meeting room space. Um, and in some cases, we're... Uh, overbooked and I've had to move meetings around and be a little creative and other times uh, people aren't able to get in at that specific time. So there's definitely uh, an uptick in demand for um, space and uh, that's a good sign, you know, that uh, people are starting to uh, try to get to some sense of normalcy again and uh, move forward with society and meetings and uh, gatherings. Uh, We're starting to do more programming um, seeing more people come in, young families for story times and uh, just uh, craft events and book discussions. So overall, we're we're definitely seeing an uptick, and and for me, that's that's a positive sign uh, moving forward. Now, when it comes to the meeting space, how many different meeting spaces do we have down there at the Falmer? So we have the inner circle, it seats about 70, and then we have three meeting rooms upstairs, um, seats anywhere from 16 to four. Um, people. So sometimes it's just an individual who's doing something. Other times it's a group. So you get into a group of 12 to 14, you know, they can decide whether they want to do the Fulmer Room upstairs or go over to the inner circle. Um, right now it's the inner circle that's uh, been our biggest uh, demand because uh, you get groups of 20 or more um, wanting that space, and they all seem to want it at the same time. And then, <laughs> yeah. then there's gaps throughout the day where you're going, well, we could have it here, but, you know, it's it's no different in 10, 20 years ago. There's certain times of the day where um, meetings are more prevalent, like at lunchtime or right after um, work gets out, you know, the early evening. So, um, but it's a good sign uh, to do all that. Now, the, the challenge we're going to have with the inner circle is uh, we're supposed to go out to bid this year and, and have that remodeled. So during that remodel um, time frame, we won't have access to You're that. losing your biggest meeting yeah. space. So like I said, I've had to be creative. Um, we've had some double bookings when the library board of trustees have to meet. So I'll put the trustees in the Wyoming room and hold something there while something else is going in the inner circle. So we're trying our best to accommodate, but there are times we just can't have multiple meetings at the exact same time. And I know that's frustrating for the community, but uh, we're doing our best to make it fair and uh, accessible to all. You know, and, and the smaller rooms, uh, say like with four, uh, your, your four-seater, um, my daughter has graduated now, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, back when she was in school, we were always trying to figure out, uh, you know, a place where she could meet with her friends to accomplish like group project type yep. stuff. And, um, that sounds like it would be a great spot. How busy is that? And can parents utilize that uh, with their kids as far as like school group projects? Well, um, they definitely can. We we just have to have a, if you're under 16, we have to have an, an adult sign for the room and be present in the room. Um, and it's for the legal reasons of what you're signing. You can't really sign a, a document saying you're going to take care of something if you're not of age to be legally right. responsible. So um, if it is a group project like that and you're talking it's a junior high um, uh, group then we would have a parent present with that Um, at other times it could be a college students but uh, it's not so much that the college doesn't have space but sometimes it's uh, what is the central location for all the different students and well let's go to the library Um, 
So we, we get people from all different groups, whether it's students, whether it's uh, individuals. We, we have people who have to take, let's say, um, uh, continuing education classes for their um, credentials, and they'll have to take an online exam, and they just need access to Wi-Fi and uh, their, a laptop. You know, we'll set them up for that. We'll proctor exams. We have to go ahead and set them up into a room. So it can be a variety of reasons that uh, someone might want it. Uh, during the pandemic, there was uh, a lot of uh, requests for the rooms because they needed access to high-speed in- internet to do their Zoom meetings yep. or interviews for uh, a new job. So, you know, we have the fiber um, speed, so we, we try our best to keep up on that side of technology. But uh, there's a a large, I guess, uh, range of uses for those meeting rooms. We just ask that it's open to the public. And by that definition, we mean you're not charging uh, something to for someone to attend. So if you're trying to sell a commercial product, you can't use our, our meeting rooms to do that. Um, anyone, since this is a, a public building, can actually step into a meeting room and see what's going on. You can't have any closed doors, um, secretive meetings. No it executive sessions no, in there. It doesn't mean that will happen, but uh, you don't have a strict right to privacy when you're using the meeting rooms. Um, in in my time frame there, it's never occurred, but we have it on our meeting room policy that, you know, it's if someone really wants to see what's going on in there, they can st- their they head can in. pop their head in. and uh, yeah, there's there's nothing illegal with that. So, you know, it's just a, it, it's a great community service. But I know that a couple other places in town that used to rent out their meeting rooms aren't anymore. Um, you know, the hospital downtown had their meeting room space, and I think DSA had some space. And some of those places have just you know it's it's shrunk the number of available rooms. And now, if you went to even the the hotels to rent some space it costs money so we're one of the last that are don't charge for that so that's one of the reasons we're busier than some other places but as you said busy is good it gets, it's good. Pe- it gets people yeah. in there and uh, now now tell me about the construction projects uh ongoing or upcoming uh, so, for the library um the roof and the generator, all that's done. Um, what we're on to now is their second phase. So we have the children's slash tweens area. The tweens we ca- categorize as fifth through seventh grade. Um, that area is going to get a remodel, um, update of some electrical um, uh, equipment, uh, technology, and furniture. Um, we are doing the inner circle. So we just briefly mentioned that a few minutes ago. Um, it's going to allow for more space, more tables and chairs, um, and then upgrading technology and allow for access to some, um, if you were using a hearing aid, uh, you could go ahead and tap into our mic system and, and be able to use that. You know, items like that, just bringing it up from the 1970s to <laughs> <laughs> the 2020s. And then the last is we our fire alarm slash security system is um, hardwired, and we're having some shorts in that system um, because it's from 1985, so we have to replace all of that. We don't want the bur- building to burn down. We want uh, access to our uh, monitoring system if there is a fire that they can contact the fire department. So those are the three main projects. It's at the um, drawing stage, stage, so Ret Design is our architect firm, and they're doing the um, architectural and engineering work on this. Um, I'm hoping in the next couple of months it will actually go up to bid, and we are 
keeping our fingers crossed that the prices stay down, that we can oh, actually accomplish. Yeah, yeah. So, Inflation, uh, supplies, gosh, the yeah, list so goes I on. Yeah, so I just don't know when construction will begin. Um, we're not trying to rush this. You know, we want the drawings and everything to be done right and uh, go up to bid. And so we have the time. I know people are, are a little anxious when we're getting started, but um, there's so many projects going on in Sheridan and uh, construction companies are so busy. So um, we're just waiting our turn. Everyone's just trying to catch up over, yeah, over two years yeah. of, a, of a drastically reduced activity. So. And uh, now um, let's talk about some of these programs. Uh, one that I saw, I always love, um, Free Build Fridays. Yes. The, this is a fun little thing. Uh, uh, what are those about and uh, who can join it? So um, think back to, and I'm, I'm talking to the adults out there, think back to your days of playing with Legos. Uh, this is what it's all about, is um, you just having fun with uh, building things with Legos. And you could bring in your kids, your grandkids, um, and it's anywhere from 10 in the morning till 4 p.m. So it's a drop-in uh, type program. We're not actually going to sit there and have a design saying, you build this building today. It's you want to have fun. Bring in a family member, bring in a friend, and just enjoy it. And, you know, I, I still, I, I'm in my 50s, and I still have fun building Legos with my kids. So it's it's something that never goes away, and you, there's so many different uh, things you can do with it. it. It's just your imagination that stops it. So those are very popular. Um, we had it um, just from, like, 3.30 until 5 on Fridays, but we had too many people wanting to come in, and some couldn't make it because, you know, kids just got out of school. so Or a program. Yeah, or, yeah. Just rushing around. So we, we opened it up to an all day, and people just dropped in. You know, it could be noon. It could be whatever. But, yeah, um, District 1 and 3, they're out of school on Friday, so you'll get some kids in there during the day. Uh, some of the ones from District 2 do come after uh, school's over, but it's just a lot of fun playing with Legos. So, and if you it just brings us back to being a kid. Absolutely. And if you you got your kids and you're looking for something fun to do, mm -hmm. you can get out and go play yeah. with Legos. Uh, I know you can do it at home, but uh, being able to go somewhere and do something and and do you keep some of the constructions uh, together for a little while, or do we put those away afterwards? It, it really depends on the person who built it. Um, part of the fun of Legos is the destruction phase. <laughs> so you'll get a lot of kids come in there. They build their thing, and then at the end, that cleanup, that you, that's what they destroy it. So. They, they get to play Godzilla afterwards. They get to play Godzilla. So. Now, uh, at 3 p.m. today, the library will host, uh, is it called Yeah? Uh, is that the uh, the young adult and adult crafts and games? Yeah, so it, it's not really Yeah, it's just short for young adult, um, but uh, we try to get in some programs and games. It, it also is um, more like a drop-in. We'll have it set out, and it's in a meeting room upstairs, and um, they could just have fun. So uh, part of the thing about kids getting out of school is they've been cooped up, you know, a lot yeah. of energy still, and, and, you know, this is a, a time for them to unwind, have some fun. 
Um, we, we want to encourage kids to take and do their homework, but uh, honestly, sometimes they just need to unwind. and, and just get them outside for a fun. little while. So yeah. if they come to the library and they're doing their homework, great. But if they just need that little mind break, you know, they can do some crafts and, and games with the library. You know, I, I heard uh, a number of years ago, and I'm sure there's many studies, but I, I can remember one study that actually said uh, you have a chemical in your brain that they were calling Kreb. And and there's only a certain amount of it that can be used at a time, and so it's good to study for a, a given amount of time and then take a break and, and actually do something fun and then go back to studying. Yeah. And and this particular study that I'm I'm referring to shows that scores improved. It does. It's the same with the studying and then taking a sleeping break before you do your exam. It's just you have to get your mind off of it in order to um, retain all that information. You've got to get it processed. Yeah. Now, um, we got to, if you have kiddos and you're looking for a fun activity this weekend, the library hosts Family Fun Story Hour on Saturdays. Cameron, does that get pretty full? Is that is that starting to get pretty full? Um, it, I would say it's hit and miss. It depends on the weekend. So you get a cooler day, and it, we definitely get busier. But if we had had snow forever, and then suddenly it's the first nice Saturday, yeah, we, we don't get a lot of people coming in because everyone wants to stay outside. But we've had a lot of requests for um, Saturday programming, so we're just trying to accommodate those that want to do it. Um, you know, just drop in, have some fun. Um, you know, your kids can learn something, have, enjoy some time, and then you can get back outside. But um, yeah, it it depends on the weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's a Do Saturday. Do I want to be outside or not? So. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sometimes you just need to take them out to a field and let them run. Let them run. The, <laughs> now, the Friends of the Library are holding fundraisers. We're going to talk about this later on, but I do want you to uh, kind of touch on these just, just briefly. We only got a couple minutes left. Yeah. April 28th, so uh, it's, what's it, happening? It's a fun um event for the Friends of the Library. They're looking for board members. Uh, you can come out and um, go to the Paint Post. It's uh, uh, Thursday, April 28th. Uh, there's a social hour from 6 to 6.30 and then a paint class from 6.30, 8.30. You're just interacting with the rest of the board members, seeing if you want to come involved in it. It's also a, a way um, we have some sponsors and, and just a, a small fundraiser um, for them. And then that moves into the big uh, event, which is June 25th, and that's the um, kids event. So we're, we're doing the um, the fun run and uh, storybook festival over at Whitney Park again, and it'll combine into the library. But it, uh, June 25th will be that event, and we'll talk a little bit more about that next month. Absolutely. And, and, and this event uh, going on tomorrow, though, is just a good way for someone to get out learn what the board does, and, and decide, you know what, I want to be a part of this. Yeah, and it, it's in a, a relaxed environment, you know, have a little drink, do a little painting, and just get to, to know the board members. Cameron, thank you so much for thank coming you. in this morning. Appreciate it's it. always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks. All right, you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it.
takes hard work, commitment, and expertise. That's where Elison Financial comes in. Let our advisors help ensure your money works just as hard as you do. So retirement, college funds, and big family vacations stay on track no matter what surprises come your way. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Elison Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. Support the Downtown Sheridan Association with the Downtown Kentucky Derby Party, Saturday, May 7th in Grinnell Plaza. Not only will they be streaming the horse race, they'll have food from Verdello and Chef Don King, live music by the Nate Champion Band, and classic mint juleps. Grinnell Plaza setup will start Friday afternoon, but businesses will have normal hours. So stop by, shop local, and give some love to our Grinnell Plaza businesses. Get your party tickets now at downtownsheridan.org. Moss Holders Design Center knows one mattress does not fit everyone. That's why Moss Holders carries 21 different Serta mattresses. From super soft to incredibly firm, it's important you find the mattress that best fits your body and your sleep style. Moss Holders offers iComfort and iComfort hybrids, which conform to your body with high-quality memory foam, but don't sleep hot. Serta's perfect sleepers provide amazing support without breaking the budget. Moss Holders is also your source for new sheets, pillows, and adjustable bases. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Is it time to get down on one knee and ask her for her hand? At Legacy Diamond and Gems, finding her dream engagement ring just got easier. Legacy offers hundreds of styles in the store or explore their website for inspiration. Looking for a gorgeous and unique engagement ring? Legacy's in-house jewelers can bring your ideas to life with original craftsmanship and quality second to none. Legacy Diamond and Gems, downtown Sheridan, online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither was your house. So if you're thinking about countertop remodeling in your kitchen, bar, or bathroom, think ahead and plan now. So when you're ready for the next big remodel, the big remodel will be ready for you. Sheridan Custom Stone is the most experienced locally owned stone countertop contractor in town. So that means top shelf work and great customer service. Visit SheridanCustomStone.com or at 1765 South Sheridan Avenue to start your dream project. Hello, everybody. James here with the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast. I implore you to go listen to this week's episode. This week, we talk about umpiring in the MLB and why I want the T-1000, the Terminator himself, to be sitting behind home plate calling balls and strikes. It is time for the robots. We also get into some NFL draft coverage before the draft on Thursday night and a bunch more. So make sure you tune in to the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on sharedmedia.com and podcastwyoming.com. Broadcasting from the Jill Bates and Best Team Studio, brokered by EXP. K R O B Share.